Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Supergirl TV Talk, the podcast where we discuss CBS's superhero TV outing, Supergirl. I'm Frank. And I'm Tim. We're back. We are back. Frank, how are you doing tonight? Doing quite well, sir. How are you? Oh, splendid. Splendid. Thank you for asking. Um, But we are back. Yes. We are back. We have some fun stuff to talk about. We have some news. Uh, we have some some topics to cover. Uh, we're going to cover sort of the origins of, of Supergirl herself, as well as some of the supporting cast that we know are going to be in the show. Uh, we have we have some fun stuff to talk about today. I'm, I'm excited. We do indeed. So, Frank, why don't you hit us off with the news right away? All right. Let's jump right into the news. Uh, so we have our Jimmy Olsen, or should we call him James Olsen, uh, actor Mekad Brooks. Of, of necessary roughness and true blood fame has been cast as James Olsen. Uh, it's uh, it's an exciting uh, it's an exciting casting announcement. It's our second casting announcement. Um, the James Olsen will be seeing in the show, and they are calling him James Olsen. Uh, the James Olsen will be seeing in the show is described as a photographer at Catco, the media company where Kara works. That's of course series star Melissa Benoist. Um, and James has recently been uh, living and working in National City, though the reason is still a secret. Bum, bum, bum. James so, is keeping secrets. What so secrets, secrets we don't know? Obviously, he's the villain know. of the show. Jimmy Olsen, mm, villain of the show. Obviously. Well, there there is there is that speculation. Have you seen there? There was at least one or two articles going around where people were speculating that he might be uh, Val Zod. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. For those of you who are unaware, Val Zod is the um, Superman of Earth Two in current That's right. comic, comic book. That's continuity. right. Yes. So, uh, yeah, McCod Brooks is uh, is African-American, as is the Val Zod character. Um, and I think that might be the only reason why people think that he could be Val Zod, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, probably. Um, I, don't, I don't know how I'd feel about them being like, Jimmy Olsen is not a real person. Here's Val is Zod really, instead. Yeah, is really a Superman from a different parallel Earth. Uh, masquerading as Jimmy Olsen. I don't know how, I, how I'd feel about that. I'm, I really haven't seen anything to support that rumor. That's just speculation uh, on the on the part of a couple of, of journalists. Interesting, um, but I don't know that I really see anything to back it up. Um, but I, I am excited that uh, McCall Brooks, he is so um, well-loved on the, in like the Twitter community and people who uh, who have watched uh, or are fans of Necessary Roughness and True Blood um, are really excited about this. Yeah. Um, and it's Sounds like a really, really solid choice. He sounds like a solid actor, and I am excited to see him bring some new, uh, some new, you know, break new ground in in terms of, of Jimmy Olsen slash James Olsen. I'm going to call him Jimmy. It just it's just a habit for me to call him Jimmy Olsen. Right, and and just the, they're saying James Olsen here, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to call him Jimmy on the show. Yeah, I um, yeah, exactly. It could be one of those like. Um, he tries to introduce himself as James Olsen. He's like, hi, I'm James Olsen. She's like, okay, Jimmy, I got it. Okay, let's roll. And she's like, no, but but my name is James. But you know, Like in Smallville, where he kept calling himself James, and, and then eventually he just gave in, and he was like, yeah, it's Jimmy, whatever. I don't remember that part of Smallville at all, yeah. but you're absolutely right. Just like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the, fir- 
it, when when Jimmy first came on the show, he was like, "Actually, I'm trying. Um, I'm going with James. I'm like, I'm trying to go legitimate type of thing." Oh, right, 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 right. And, and everyone calls Jimmy like, anyway. And then, no, your name's Jimmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna call you Caddy. Um, Thought I was being original. Yeah, apparently I wasn't. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, yeah, so that that's that is that's the only casting news that we have. The only other news that we have so far is that. Um, and, and this might be considered a spoiler, so you might want to fast forward like 30 seconds from right now. Um, in the pilot, we will be seeing uh, the DC villain uh, known as the Lumberjack, um, who is uh, primarily considered a Wonder Woman villain. I think we'll, we'll, we'll cover off in his origin story a little bit later. Yeah. yeah. But that's the only news we have so far is is that character's appearance and uh, and the casting of McCod Brooks as Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. So I, I you know they're 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 leaking it out very um, very slowly. I have a feeling that we're only a f- couple of weeks away from a lot of news coming out all at once. There's not a lot of time left, um, realistically. No, they, they have really to have, to shoot, pretty they soon. have to shoot that pilot. I mean, they already are yeah. in pre-production for a lot of it. Um, you know, yeah. Colleen Atwood has already designed the costume and like that's so right. everything. That's right. All that stuff is already in place. Um, and so, but I mean, if they don't have the rest of their cast, they're not going to have much of a pilot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think we'll be hearing casting rumors and, and hopefully um, confirmed casting in the, in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. And I think that... Um, I think we'll be seeing a lot of it just like kind of cascade out all, all at once. Once it starts to come, I think it'll be a, a pretty steady flow of news, and uh, and then it's probably only a, a matter of of weeks until they start shooting that pilot, like you said. And in May, we should be getting the uh, the CBS upfronts, and we will know what their plans are for the show. Now we have heard um, that that the show has gotten a full series commitment. But we don't know exactly what that means. A full series commitment could mean, you know, nine or thirteen episodes, uh, or hopefully it would mean more like twenty-two. But we haven't heard what that commitment is. Mm-hmm. Well, it's possible that CBS doesn't know what that commitment is either. It's very, very possible. You know, um, they might they but, might have given it thirteen now, yeah. and then seeing how three episodes they could always extend it and then extend it out further. Another show just if, did that. Yeah. Um, oh, well, that was supposed to happen with Constantine, I think. And then NBC, oh, never, yeah. NBC never went ahead and did the rest of them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty common to, to start with a, a low, you know, like a, either, either usually 13, um, 12 or 13, and then add nine more is usually, uh, you know, add, it's called adding the back nine. So, um, that it, it's, it's pretty common for that to happen. Um, start with a low commitment and then, and then, and then, you know, it's like, okay, this did well in ratings will commit to the the full uh the full season mm-hmm. so uh we'll, we'll have to see we probably won't hear what the uh what the commitment is until the show actually starts airing so we've been getting a lot of questions on twitter um thanks to all of our our twitter followers Thank our, you, our community is uh yeah our community is is growing fast and we are uh, really excited about that um, but we've we've been getting a lot of questions about when is the show starting, and uh, the simple answer is we just don't know yet. <laughs> we don't have a solid answer yet uh, on when that show starts, but we do know that um, it, it, the, the pilot is definitely going to be shot in the next few weeks. Um, it just just based on on timing, it, you know, it, it kind of has to. Um, th- there is the possibility, of course, that um, we don't see any 
footage from it at the upfronts, but that's usually by that time you start to see some things starting to come out mm-hmm. um production stills at least so um you know if, if it goes the way many things have gone in the past i think we'll start to see some stuff uh, by may and uh and and obviously the promo um vehicle will really ramp its way up over the summer and going into the fall season um assuming this is is slated to premiere in the fall um well given the track given normal television track it this is the yeah. fall premiere but yeah, it could be it, it could be an October fall premiere. Um, could be an October fall premiere. Could be a mid season premiere in December January. Um, a show depends. this big, I would be very surprised if they went in that direction. Like I would be, I would Me too. be really surprised. Me too. But some you know some of the most popular shows, some shows you wouldn't think have been mid season replacements that that ended up getting bigger. Um, you know, bigger than than they were expected to be. That's true. You're very true. You're very right, Frank. You're a very right person. I am. I am I a very right person? I'm left-handed, actually. So I don't. You're left-handed. I, I am left-handed. I didn't know that about you. How long have we been friends? Yeah. Too many for you not to know that. Um, no, but I mean, like Happy Days and Buffy the Vampire Slayer were mid-season replacements. So um, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I'm sorry, I was just still reeling from this left-handed revelation. I just bought you a lot of (laughs) right-handed things over the years, and I really should have, really should have been more observant. So you've what? You've bought me right-handed things over the years. I've bought right-handed scissors, and you know, oh, yeah, mugs. (laughs) Yeah, those are all things Mm. for right-handed people. What do I do with your right-handed friends? Well, the scissors is a good point. The mug, maybe not so much, but the scissors, you know. All those right-handed books you've given me over the years, just really, hey, and the right-handed Blu-rays. Some some right some books feel better in your right hand than in your left hand. So that's all I I'm saying. Say so. Yep. All right. Did so, you know? Now yeah. wait, wait, wait. I went I went down a side a, a a rabbit hole here, and I'm, I'm like googling like successful shows that started out as mid-season okay. replacements. <laughs> the 1966 Batman series starring Adam West was a mid-season replacement. I did not know that actually. Neither did I. Um, Neither did I. That's very interesting. Although I want to argue a different time. Oh, absolutely. I'm just that. That was just a, a it's very interesting. <laughs> that, but, there's, but I mean, if you count, even if you count Buffy and Batman in the same yeah. wheelhouse, which they kind of are, um, it's interesting that those shows sound found so much success moving forward. Yes. Yes. Um, absolutely. That's cool. Interesting. Yeah. Well, let's kick off and keep going. Um, yes. So let's. We're going to talk about next. We want to talk about some of the origins of the characters that are have been popping up that we know the characters are definitely going to be in the show. Um, in case you are unfamiliar with any of them, let's start with Supergirl. Easy peasy. You know, this show is called Supergirl, so you know, makes sense and stuff. Um. So let's go. Okay. So Supergirl. Um. Pub- all these characters are published by DC Comics. A lot of people forget. There are multiple companies that own all these characters. And so, um, you know, that's why you'll never see Iron Man in a movie with Batman in a movie with Robocop. Cause they're all- <laughs> I have seen a disturb. If you really want to get, if you want to get your geek anger up, um, go, uh, like go on Twitter and do a search for like Batman Marvel and you'll find people being like, Batman's my favorite Marvel character. Why is he never in the Avengers movies? I know. I know. <laughs> yep. I, yeah, it angers it the anger and the angerness. Actually, I think it was Pam Greer. No, not Pam Greer. Um, shoot, help me out. She does, she does a voice on Archer. 
Um, Judy, Judy Greer? Judy Greer, yeah. Um, she just did, uh, she did an interview about Ant-Man because she's in it. Yes, and, uh, and yes. And when they first asked her in, like, her, like, meeting with the producers stage, they were like, oh, who's your favorite, you know, like, who's your favorite hero? And she was like, oh, Batman is is definitely Batman. And they're like, that's Marvel. <laughs> and, and I mean, that's DC. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, Wonder Woman? <laughs> um, nope. So, sorry, Greer. Um, so, anyway, Supergirl. Uh, Supergirl is an older character. Started in 1958. All the way back in the 50s when I could. <laughs> way back. Way back when I could hit back the jukebox and real. the music would start. And my teeth were still in, right? Because uh, I'm going back in time. Right. I have a very non-linear. Go back in time. I have a very non-linear relationship with time. I'm kind of like Billy Pilgrim in Slaughterhouse Five. Mm. Just saying. I'm, yeah. You know what I'm I mean, about. Tim. <laughs> time is very wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. It is. It is. Yeah. That's that's what Stephen Hawking taught me by watching the theory uh, of yeah. everything. And the Doctor. And the Doctor. Yeah. And. I'm going to stop now. Okay, so Supergirl okay. was created by Otto Binder and Al Plastino. That's a cool, that's yes. cool last name. I like it. Um, she. This is totally unnecessary information. She first appeared in 1958, Superman number 123, as Super Hyphen Girl, and then in 1959, Action Comics 252, um, as Supergirl as we know her today. Um, and Do you remember that that cover of that first her first appearance where it's like? What Hi, a Superman. girl! Yes, it's me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> she has all my powers. Like the cut, co- the cover really gave away the lead. I mean, <laughs> well, those covers back then were like that was kind of their thing. It was like, how do we sell comics? I know. Let's put the whole story on the front page. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, because then the kids will want to read more about right. what's inside, right. and then that was true. If you did that today, nobody would buy it. Yeah, because like, well, I saw the whole thing on the cover, so what does it matter? Right. So now what they do is they just give you the movie trailer that has the entire plot of the movie. I was just going to say, like, if you like, I have that problem with trailers. Sometimes I watch the trailer. I'm like, well, I just saw the whole movie. Like, I just like I like the Cinderella trailer that came out for the Disney's live action Cinderella. I was like, I know the story of Cinderella. So so it's not that much. I I feel like I just watched the whole movie because you literally started from she oh poor thing all the way into oh look there's happily ever after but yes i did see the international trailer which added a lot of new information they're adding a lot to the story i did not see coming so um anyway cinderella supergirl they're both blonde let's continue on (laughs) um (laughs) wow uh they are it's an important fact about supergirl she's blonde that is a fact it is a fact so um She's Superman's cousin, if people aren't unaware. Um, she is technically his older cousin. Um, she is in, she right. was a teenager, um, when Krypton blew up and when little baby Kellel, otherwise known as Superman, was placed in those little space pod. Uh, space pod, he was just shot off. And he could do so the whole, cute. If he did the whole thing in a baby voice, it would be interesting. Like, oh, you're a Superman. Really really, 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 yeah, it would be. So I'm going to stop. Really um, creepy. So Superman is shot off, um, out of Krypton's orbit, but, Unbeknownst to little baby Kal El, uh, his cousin Kara uh, is sent off by her parents um, to kind of watch over him on Earth. But something goes wrong with something goes wrong with her space pod, basically her spaceship, and she kind of gets stuck in a stasis mode. Um, and so he kind of lives his life without her. Grows up to be anywhere between twenty five and thirty three, maybe. 
Um, and then she's then she wakes up, and then they kind of both have to deal with the fact that not only are they related, but you know he's a lot older than she is. But to him, to her, it's still little baby Kalel. I feel like I'm yeah. confusing myself. <laughs> well, basically, she she's she hasn't aged. So even though she was born before him, when she comes out of her stasis chamber she's actually now he's he's aged to be older than her mm-hmm. um so she's still you know like like a teenager or, or, or early 20 something but he's already like in his late 20s or, or early 30s depending on you know what version of the story you're looking at so yeah even though he is technically younger than her he's born after her he is aged to be older than her and she's she's still um you know kind of a kid right that's much better way of putting it than i did thank you frank yeah so um so there have been a couple of different versions of their DC particularly is known for rebooting their universe. Like yes. every, every couple of decades, they're like, okay, got too jambled. Let's start over. Let's start fresh. Same characters, new spins on all the characters. And that happened. That's happened to Kara a couple of times. And so we don't really know what direction exactly the show is going in. Um, right. But it seems to kind of be a mix of all of them together. Cause yeah. it's still a little, still a little ambiguous whether Superman, Superman is in the show. Like he, he's meant he's mentioned a couple of times where it's like, oh, her famous cousin in in some of the the tapes online of yeah. auditions. They they've met like he's mentioned and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. who knows where he is or what he's doing? Probably beating up bad guys. Just my assumption about Superman. I don't I don't have anything to base that on. Just you know, <laughs> Superman. Um. So anyway, so Kara kind of existed in her own little in her own little form from the 1958 onward. She had a couple of her own titles every so often. Um, but after a while in 1985, DC was going to reboot the universe called crisis on infinite earth. And in that, uh, and in that crisis, Supergirl dies. It's a very heartbreaking yes. cover. Superman's kind of holding her uh, in his arms and he's crying. It's like, no. And this is not one of those like superhero, superhero dying to come back six months later type of, of uh, stunts. No, this was 80, like 85. The real they were doing deal. That. Yeah. Yeah. 85. This, was that, this before is before that death of Superman. This is, this is, yeah, this is the real deal. Um, 30, 30th anniversary of that actually this year. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God. Of right. The beginning of crisis. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was a huge deal because it was this this you know th- uh, almost thirty year old character at the time that uh, was going away for real, like like they were actually killing off the character um, with the intention of like this this character is do- is done now. Their her story has been told; it's over. Um, and uh, yeah, that was a pretty big deal. That was a pretty pretty revolutionary thing. Um, to actually kill a character for real. Yeah, it was huge. But one of the reasons yeah. that they were doing it, and then even for Crisis on Infinite Earths, was there was so much, there were all these parallel Earths, different dimensions, and then Superman wasn't yeah. really the only survivor anymore. It was like him and like maybe like a couple of dozen other people. Um, right. You know, this not to mention like thing. Crypto the Super Dog and, yeah, and Streaky the Super Cat and, you know, stuff right. like that. Um, I should name my cat Streaky. Why didn't I think of that? Wasn't there Comet, Comet the Super Horse also? Yes, there was Comet the Super Horse. Yeah. Comics are weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Silver Age was a crazy, crazy happy time. Not the, not the, not, there's Bat Cow running around in Batman comics right now. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. we haven't really lost it. So that The cow looks very dark and menacing, so it's different. He's a um, gritty cow. She... Yeah. It's she, she, yeah, 
clearly you're not a farmer. Okay. Um, <laughs> but interesting that I said farmer because Kara grew up on a oh. farm. Oh, check that with me. Okay, so um, so after after DC rebooted the universe in 85 for the first of many times, um, Superman is now established as the sole survivor of Krypton. And so after yes. that, there were a couple of different there were a couple of different supergirls running around at that time uh, but none of them were none of them were related to superman in any way they were just using her name yeah um one was called right. matrix one was sorel and the other one was linda danvers in which we get kara's alter ego for the show that's right that's right yes indeed um and then yeah, after- matrix is the supergirl that was around during the death of superman event for anybody who's read that um and that was the first the first time the character was brought back after after Kara Zor-El was killed at the end of or during Infinite uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth. That's right. Um, they this creature called Matrix that was basically a shapeshifter um, took on the role of Supergirl um, because she wanted to be more like Superman and and, and emulate Superman and, and that kind of happened during the Death of Superman event that that kind of is one of the most historic comic events that ever happened. Right. <coughs> Um, if you have never, if you've never read Death of Superman or heard anything about it, you can do a couple of different things. One, you can read it for yourself. You can get it. Um, you can get it digitally. Comicsology, the DC Comics app, either one. Uh, you can go to your comic book store, Amazon or Barnes and Noble, and buy it. Uh, you can watch the DC animated film, The Death of Superman, which is a very condensed version. Matrix isn't in it, but it's a very condensed version of the story. Yeah, or, Superman Doomsday. Yeah, um, or or you can do my personal favorite and watch The Death and Return of Superman on YouTube, um, which is an educational parody by Max Landis. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I highly recommend that version above any version. You will also run across Hank Henshaw, which we'll get into later. Um, and so uh, to, t- to give you some little bit more background information, but it's hysterical. I highly recommend it. Um, that's all I'm going to say about it. Like, I don't want to spoil anything. Now, this is, okay, the Death and Return of Superman, but it's it's not, this is different than the, like, the one that's, like, why you don't care about Superman one that Max Landis did, right? Or is that the same one? Uh, no, this is just his retelling of the Death and Return of Superman. Okay. Um, and he okay. progressively gets drunker and drunker as his retelling goes on. And basically, he got all of his friends to kind of act it out for him in like the lowest possible I, okay, I think budget I mean, version ever. Okay, um, including yeah. some yeah. very noticeable celebrities. So enjoy yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I may have actually seen this as well. Yeah. Okay. I just got really mad at Max Landis after he did his whole like Superman is terrible and nobody likes him. Even if they think they like him, they don't. I was like, don't tell me what I like. Yeah, that I didn't care for that one as much. Um, yeah, but this is different. Yeah, yeah. this one's different. This was really. Yeah. An, I mean, his facts aren't always absolutely right, but they're close enough. It's oversimplified a little bit, but it's it's yeah. yeah well, when you're doing it's that, pretty good. It's only like it's a year long saga with multiple tie-ins. Like, of course, right? It's gonna be simplified and he did it in version. fifteen minutes. Right. Of course, it could be simplified version. His also yeah. point was to make fun of it, which is you know you leave out yeah. facts when making fun of things. So, of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It's a parody. It's it's actually very entertaining. Yeah. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. Okay. Um. After the the Linda Danvers version of the character kind of went away in DC Comics, um, there was a there was a, a book called Superman Batman, uh, and in the second arc in issue eight, um, the Supergirl from Krypton, the Kara Zor-El that 
the modern Kara Zarel um, at that point was introduced. Um, reestablished her as his cousin. She was spunky and hard headed and, you know, liked shopping and also beating up people. And it was good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do highly recommend and there's that a- arc. It's quite good. Yeah. That is a fantastic. You can pick that up in most bookstores or, you know, on Amazon because bookstores are kind of on their way out. I think there's actually, um, there's but, actually an absolute version of. There's an absolute Is there version. really of that mm-hmm. arc? Yeah, you didn't know that? Oh, I love. No, I didn't. I love that well, arc. Well, you're going to love your Christmas present next year. Oh, yeah? Yeah, or this year because Christmas is oh, yeah? 2015. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just nice. wait a long time. Um, I will wait a long time. You can also find there is the DC animated version of that called Superman Batman Apocalypse. Oh, yeah. Um, right. Which is a pretty good adaptation. That's right. She's also in Supergirl Brain. Um, she's also in the Superman Brainiac adaptation. Yep. Um, that I will look up the name of. Because I can't remember the name of it for the life of me. And it's not Superman Unbound. That was it. Yes. Um, yes. Superman Unbound, which is a pretty good movie. Um, but Supergirl plays a, a very central role in that film, too. Arguably, it might be a little bit more her movie than Superman's. Um, she's pretty central in it. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, that uh, the well, we'll get there, actually, because I want to talk about Cat Grant. But I have a good Supergirl Cat Grant scene in my head that I like a lot. Oh, Okay, I know what you're. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I do. Yeah, yeah. But to wrap, we'll get there. Uh, yeah, to wrap up Supergirl uh, a little bit. Then we have the new Fifty Two. Um, DC rebooted their universe again um, after an event called Flashpoint. The Flash tries to prevent the death of his mother, changes the changes the universe, and then goes back. It's not quite the same as it used to be, but you know, new universe. Here we go. We have the new 52 version of Kara, which is actually pretty similar to her reintroduction um, in the Superman Batman arc. Very little yep. differences. She's maybe a little bit more hot headed. Doesn't really get along. Yeah. With, doesn't really get along with Superman in this arc. Um, he's a little bit like, Oh, well you need to watch yourself and learn the things that I learned. She's like, screw you. Cause I'm a teenager and stuff. Um, I don't have to eat my vegetables. Yeah, pretty much. Because I have awesome <laughs> metabolism because I'm from Krypton. Um, that's, <laughs> so, um, but I, the, the biggest difference really it was that right at the bat, instead of landing in the United States or anything else, she lands in Siberia and is kind of right. almost instead of Superman like landing and hiding and growing up almost peacefully, Supergirl is on the run a little bit. She's currently now, as of this episode, in a, an academy called The Crucible with a bunch of other aliens learning to protect the universe. As sort so it may seem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where we are with her right now. Um, but her book right now is pretty good. It's not, you know, it's not the best. Um, it's going to be one well, of those. Well, it's ending soon. Yeah, right. Actually, that's true. It could be one of those um, wait to see what the show does with it and then try to retool it to right. match the show if the show is successful. Um, yeah, we probably should have mentioned that in, in news, but um, DC is going to be once again uh, kind not, of not, sort of rebooting its, its universe. Not, not really rebooting. It's but not a reboot. It's a no. It's a relaunch of a lot of titles in different in like yeah. new directions, but they're not changing continuity. 
they're not changing continuity like they did with the new 52 a couple of years back, but um, they are going to be canceling some books and, and, and starting some new titles. And uh, the Supergirl title is going to be going away. They'll not be publishing it um, after uh, this summer, but um, Tim and I were, you know, we're kind of speculating that maybe they'll take a wait and see approach with the show and see how it does. And they might, might bring back a Supergirl title of sorts, um, that integrates a little better with the show. Maybe they want to wait for that. Um, it's, um, you know, no one knows for sure, but uh, that that could be what they're what they're angling at. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, it, it's working for the Green Arrow book right now. They're kind of angling right. it around the show. I, yeah, you know, I, I haven't been reading that book, but I, I feel like, um, I mean, I am current on Arrow, so I feel like that's that I should add that to my my list of uh, my, my my pull list, sort of. Yeah, I actually it, the book I'm enjoying the book quite a bit on art and writing stunts. So, um, who knows who knows where we'll end up with? But right now, it's very good. Okay, um, go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, why don't you tell us a little bit about Jimmy Olsen? Well, Jimmy Olsen. Let me tell you about Jimmy Olsen. He's Superman's best pal. Guy. He's Superman's best pal, Jimmy Olsen. He's got a super That's cool. Right. He's got a super cool watch that sends out a. You know, a little high frequency thing to let Superman know that he's thinking of him or in trouble. You know, whatever. Um, <laughs> thinking so, about you, Superman. About you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy made an anonymous cameo in Action Comics number six in 1938. He's invented by Jerry Siegel, mm. Joel Schuster, the creators of Superman, as well as yes. Lois Lane and Perry White, and you know, pretty much the whole Superman gang. Um, but he appeared as Jimmy Olsen, name going forward, this is who I am, Superman 13, November, December issue 1941. So it's actually yes. quite a bit of time between his cameo as redheaded photographer boy all the way until yeah. Jimmy Olsen. Um, I do think I do think he, he may have gotten his name from the radio show, the Superman radio show. Yeah, I believe you are correct. I believe you are, which is why he's unnamed in the comics, but then they kind of. Right. And, and which is why it takes a couple of years before he pops up with the name. That's right. That's right. Yep. Jimmy Olsen. Um, but Jimmy, uh, Jimmy's kind of fam- almost as famous as Superman, uh, in his own way. Mm. Um, but he's a young photojournalist, works for the daily planet, um, close friends with Lois and Clark. And, you know, he's kind of like the rap scallion, like trying to, yeah. trying to make it work in the world. Kind of, um, kind of character in that office, and so um, he got. He's the guy that always gets into trouble with Lois. It used to be Lois by herself, yes. but now it's like, come on, Jimmy, we're going to take pictures. Let's go. And he's like, but Lois, no, it's dangerous. Oh, we're trapped again. Oh I, no, I hate you, Lois. Um, yeah, um, and, and it's the, really endangers that kid a lot. Yeah, a lot. Although I'd arguably, if he's not, I don't think he's a kid anymore in the new 52 not in this no no in the wall certainly not he's going to be in the show but and he's i i would Mm. say maybe 18 19 maybe you know i think he's of that adultish age not as old as everybody else but um definitely he's like the new kid on the block but like not you know it could be even in his early 20s because they're all in their like late 20s early 30s so yeah, I mean, you know, it used to be like, oh, he's like, you know, like a 10-year-old kid and like, oh, he's the cub reporter or like maybe he's like a 12-year-old kid, whatever. He was like, right. yeah, I want to be a reporter when I grow up. And then it, you know, it gradually, like, that's not really a thing anymore. <laughs> so I feel like they're kind of, he's more of like the intern. 
yeah, than, or, or, or maybe like very, very young, you know, employee. <laughs> and yeah. so he's like a young adult instead of being like a teenager or like a, a little kid. Right. Basically. Um, which is, I don't have a problem with that at all. No. Um, actually he and Clark are roommates in the comics right now. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so he, his parents were also billionaires. So who knew um, about Jimmy? That's right. Maybe that's going to be part of the show. I don't know. Could be fun. Could be. Could be. Yeah, but that's. I mean, that's it about Jimmy. I mean, are we going to see him as a giant turtle monster? We might because that's might. kind of a part of the character. Yeah, Weird, that was kind of enough. a thing back in the in the Silver Age where you had a title called Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, and basically every issue some kind of crazy uh tragedy befell Jimmy where he got turned into something and and Superman had to save him and turn him back into Jimmy and mm-hmm. it was kind of a funny trope it, like in retrospect people like look back at it now and they're like oh my god the ridiculous things that he got turned into um it's pretty funny it's it cheesy is. it's very cheesy it's very funny it's true we probably won't be seeing much of that on the show I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. It'd be fun to see a little nod, though, like to one of the more famous ones, like the turtle, like you said. Even like, if he's just got like a, a turtle stuffed animal in his apartment, I'd be like, yes. Yeah, or like a pet turtle. Turtle. Oh, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I'm not asking for a lot. Just throw me a freaking bone here. Um, yeah, exactly. Okay. So there's not much else to really say about Jimmy. He is. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah, there's really not much to say about Jimmy. He is. Right, a, right, right. Um, he's quite a good person. Um, now Jimmy works at Catco. Yes, in this one, instead of Daily Planet, I, w- I Catco seems yeah. to be the replacement for Daily Planet. I think so too. They say it's a media company. Yeah. Um, but Catco, uh, who who where where does that name come from? Catco comes from our other lead, Miss Cat Grant, who is of oh, course of Superman origin variety, but not until. Um, Adventures of Superman 424, January 1987, created by Legends, Marv Wolfman, and Jerry Ordway. They're big names in the comic industry. Um, oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but Cat Grant uh, is another another journalist from the Daily Planet, but she's usually more of the gossip columnist, um, more than professional hard-hitting, I shouldn't say professional, but like hard-hitting, like investigative journalism that Lois does. It's very different. It's a very different style. Um, yeah. Yeah. She's some, she was supposed to be a potential love interest for Clark and it never really, never really went in that direction because it's not Clark's thing. He's only got eyes for Lois and Wonder Woman. That's right. That's right. They only really tackled that even a little bit in the Lois and Clark, the new adventures of Superman TV series from the nineties where like cat was always interested in Clark, Mm -hmm. but, but he never really, never really reciprocated it. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I'll be clearly this cat that they have in the show is not going to be the cat from the comics. Really? If she's running her own cat from the, Go ahead. The cat from the comics and from Lois and Clark was, especially like the more recent years in the comics. Um, she was kind of she was more like the TMZ reporter type, and and she was kind of a a parody of herself in a way where she was just sort of like you know sleazy journalist who just wants to get all the gossip on the celebrities at at any cost, um, and just like you know high fashion, just just kind of this just a caricature of like what 
what a, a gossip columnist is like. Um, it's like absurd, absurd character. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like if she's like the, you know, and, and then Cat Grant in the, in the more recent after the New 52 has been a little toned down from that. And she's like Clark's business partner at one point, And they have, they launched their own news site and, and all this kind of stuff. Um, but it's, uh, it sounds like they're going to be going a little bit more in that direction with this, where she's the head of a media company. It's named after her. Um, maybe she's going to be less of the, TMZ like reporter and more of the um like you know the the head of uh, like more like the Ariana Huffington or something like that. Ooh, that's a good that's a very good analogy. I like that. It could be. I mean, I'm I'm speculating here. That's yeah, based on well, very they, little information they've given us. That's true. They haven't I mean, there's no casting news as of now. There's no Right. There's nothing apart from those some audition tapes, but even those audition tapes aren't out yet. So Yeah. Um, right. Yeah, it's really, really, really little to go on. But I do want to say uh, about my favorite little moment. Um, yes. My favorite little moment. So there is a book that came out, a Superman book, a couple of years ago, um, uh, called a story arc called Brainiac. And in it, super, it's um, Brainiac is a Superman villain. Um, and there's like this moment between cat grant and supergirl in which they're talking to one another and cat's got like the super tight like i can't move anything uh you know dress on um and supergirl looks at her and says you know my x-ray vision is picking up some weird plastic in your and they're like supergirl we have to go we have to go now (laughs) (laughs) so um but i just kind of i like that Stop staring at Cat Grant's chest, right? With your I, X-ray vision, just stop. Stop it, stop it, Kara. But I like the slightly naive Kara. Like this is weird. I need to talk about this. Um, I like that. <laughs> I like that version of. I like that version of the character. Which yeah. I mean, it, we're probably not going to get um, at all because this, probably not. Well, this one talks about the show. Talks about her growing up on the farm with the Danvers and like all this stuff, mm. and so. Or at least growing up in hiding, so you would assume that she got there as a baby too. So I'm not really sure. I don't. Know. Yeah, I think she'll be a lot more grounded and a lot more accessible and and relatable mm-hmm. than that Supergirl who's just sort of like still like she lands as like a full grown adult practically, and she's like, I don't understand anything. Right. It's going to be a lot more like she grew up here, and she's she's more relatable. I think that's what they're making it sound like. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. Um, but yeah, that's all we have on Cat Grant so far. Um, and so right. let's say moving on to actually what I think is one of the better Superman villains out there um, is Mr. Hank Henshaw. That's right. He's a Superman yes. villain. Um, in the show, they say he's going to be a like government agent of some kind, which is kind of, he's, he's a government scientist or um, before. So I guess you're yeah. not totally far off, but um, True. Working for the government. That's that's where that's where the similarity is. But um Hank Henshaw appeared in Adventure Superman number four sixty six in May of nineteen ninety. Um and then he appeared as Cyborg Superman in Adventures of Superman number five hundred in June nineteen ninety three. Um yes. Hank Yeah, I like Hank Henshaw a lot. Really brief version Me too. brief version of his original origin is that he was kind of like a Fantastic Four um knockoff mm, yeah um where he his wife and then two other people go into space um and they're exposed to some kind of radiation but instead of all of them getting like super cool powers um they 
two of them die and then he and then Hank and his wife um start to die basically or thereabouts she kind of gets starts to get pulled into another dimension and all this stuff so long story short is that she disappears and he ends up with no body because it's disintegrating and he lives in the mind he his mind is in a computer at LexCorp that would be Lex Luthor's company. Right. Um, and he blames Superman for what happened to Superman. his wife. Superman. Um, except it, it's a computer, so it's like, Superman. Except he can't talk, so it's like. Is, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Does that a computer sound like to you, Tim? Computer sound. Yeah. I was trying to make a typing okay. noise. Didn't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't Is that what computers sound like to you, Tim? You know what? No, computers. Computers. Yeah. Uh, yeah right <laughs> all right so um eventually he recompiles himself as a cyborg during the death of superman um or i'll know the storyline is called the reign of the superman in which a, a bunch right. of different superman are running around and everyone's like oh my god which one's the real one because he's supposed to be dead um i will say i will say that when i was reading that story for the first time you thought that and was not him. knowing how it was going to end yeah i did think that cyborg superman was the real superman he was the most convincing interesting yeah well he, he was the of, most convincing he he looks i mean he's got like prosthetic skin i guess so he looks yeah. just like him but then he tears it off and he's yeah. got like half of the skin the rest is all robot and it's kind of gross and awesome he looks like a terminator basically tear off the skin he basically looks oh, like a terminator. He, you know this the is metal the age skull. of the terminator too so um yeah this is just a few years after the first I, this is actually right after terminator 2 came out mm-hmm. yep so that would like make right sense. around that same a lot time. of terminator influence going on right there um mm-hmm. and so but it turns out uh, obviously he is not superman and he's kind of he no. kind of becomes this he becomes this uh continual thorn in superman's side and on other people's sides too he's a green lantern he's actually responsible for green lantern going crazy at one point that's right um long very long story short um cyborg superman destroys coast city which is green lantern city like totally like it's gone it's demolished everybody he loves every the whole city it's gone um and so because that green lantern kind of was crazy for a while and then you know like kills people and it's like what it puts like a 10 15 year story into motion yeah pretty much actually cyborg superman is not to be trifled with by any stretch of the imagination um so that's hank henshaw yeah, pre that's uh, pre, pre new fifty two Hank Henshaw. I'd be curious to see what right. this one ends up doing because the new fifty two version of Hank Henshaw is actually is revealed to be Supergirl's father Zorel. Um, yeah, and so like he recon he survives Krypton's explosion and reconfigures himself as like this half machine, half human. Um, and so I'd be really basic. Well, he's kind of like. He's assembled by that way by Brainiac, and he becomes a scout looking for Brainiac, um, almost kind of like Silver Surfer to Galactus type. Um, oh yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. Because um, Brainiac is kind of on that level of Galactus now. They've kind of upped his yeah, they've villain anti to be like, oh my god, it's Brainiac. Um, so like, oh, right. it's Brainiac. We can deal with this. But now it's like, <gasps> what do we do? So, um, so I'd be curious if if that ends up being anything or they're going to do that they do their own thing which is always possible um these shows like to do their own thing which is cool because it keeps even the comics readers guessing um for the most part right frank absolutely good 
very good. Yeah. Okay, so, and then we have one more person to talk about. Um, this is entering into spoiler territory, but not really. It depends how much of a spo- how much you consider spoilers. Um, yeah, let's just preface this by saying we don't actually know any plot points. None. We don't. We don't know any plot points about what's about to happen. We just know the name of a character who is going to be in the pilot of this show. Right, who we assume is going to be the villain of the pilot. Yes. But that's yes. it. Um, that's well, it. Yeah, but that that villain, now that we've entered into that, skip ahead about you know two to three minutes if you don't really want any spoilers. Um, but that villain is known as the Lumberjack and appeared in precisely one comic in 1980, <laughs> created by Jerry Conway and Jose Delbo. Um, his sole appearance is in Wonder Woman number 268, and he's part of a trio of international super assassins, um, one yeah. of their foes called Red Fang and Changeling. Um, all all one off appearances of villains right there. Yeah, although Red Fang um, <laughs> and Changeling aren't bad names, Lumberjack could probably use some work. Um, Lumberjack is yeah, but I'm a Lumberjack and I'm okay. okay. Sleep all night and I work all day. <gasps> yes. Okay. Um, I was ready to go on. Um, so all we know is that he's supposed I to cut down trees. Never mind. I eat my lunch. I try to kill a girl. But she's really super. And I'm done now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that lyric. <laughs> um, I know. It's new for this show. I would mm-hmm. copyright it, but that's not possible because it's not our song. Um, yeah. So all we but, really know is that he's the bad guy of the first pilot. Yeah. Um, there's supposed to be some, like, shadowy figure. I've heard the rumor that there's some, like, shadowy figure be like, Go kill Supergirl and be like, right, yeah, right he's, on he's a hired, he's a hired uh, international mercenary. assassin. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. At least he's staying um, true to his comic book origins. <laughs> that's true. That is true. An international <laughs> super assassin. But yeah, so I mean, that's all we really know is that that he's been hired by some shady character who will probably be revealed at some point later in the season to be, you know, some big, some big bad. Um, but we also know that he, according to what we've heard about his, the role he plays in the pilot, he has maybe previously faced off against Superman. <gasps> oh, no. How will Kara know what to do? Yeah. She'll take so, his butt so because she's Kara's um, RL. That's how. All right. It, it, it poses a lot of questions. Does she know about Superman? Like, clearly Superman exists in some capacity in this universe. May he, we, we may not meet him for a long time, if ever. But... But, you know, he exists somewhere. What? Yeah. Do, do they know each other? Do they, are they aware of each other? Is Jimmy the common link? You're really going to do that? Someday. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Musical theater with Tim and Frank. Yeah. That'd be a uh, great podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, but anyway, that's that's all we really know. That's all we really know to this to this point. There is very little detail, but like I said, I think we'll be getting some in the in coming weeks. And once it starts, I think it'll it'll just keep coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we I just do want to mention too that we didn't mention Kara's stepsister, um, Alex. Oh yeah, uh, but that's because we believe that she's made up for the show. There's no yeah, it seems that way. She doesn't have a stepsister in any incarnation of the comic, really. So yeah. And there's no other character by that name from from you know historically. No. That um, I'm aware of. No. And so we're just working we're working on what the comic counterparts. 
Um, yeah. But we will be back for future episodes um, about right. other Supergirl things. When there's news, we'll be there. When there's a Supergirl yeah. movie to watch, we'll be there to review it. When there's super when the Supergirl cartoons to watch, you bet we'll watch them and then tell you about. Oh them. yeah, oh yeah. I think what we should probably do is, and we should probably come back in a few weeks, and and we should probably try and talk about the the Supergirl film, 1984 film starring Helen Slater. I agree with that assessment. And 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 do you know what we can do we can do a, a practice run a dry run for what this podcast will be like once the once the tv show actually starts we'll we'll do uh, uh you know good old fashioned uh you know recap and review of the film as if it's an episode of the show i like it i like your plan i like your brain and i like your face oh i like your face too your brain's okay oh that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me yeah yeah all right, Tim. Well, it's been it's been fun. Uh, do you know where people can find us on the internet? Did, are you aware? Oh my goodness, there's so many places they can find us. Um, they can find us on Twitter. Yes, they can. Mm. Frank, and where on Twitter can they find us? They can find us at TV Supergirl on Twitter. Did you know they can also find us uh, uh, on the World Wide Web? <gasps> the World Wide Web. Are you talking about DCTVTalk.com? Yeah. They can find us at dctvtalk.com oh. as well as supergirltvtalk.com. Oh my goodness, there's so many options. Yeah. I just I just I just I can't I just can't. They can even Okay, I don't want to blow your mind right now, but they can even find us uh supergirltvtalk at gmail.com and they can send us a note. Oh my goodness, yeah. they can send us a notes. A couple of them already have. Like in yeah. class, that's amazing. Like yeah, like they can say like Frank and Tim, I have a crush on you, you know. Oh, so and, cute. and we can send Thanks, notes back. Guys. It's really cute. I don't know yeah. you, but I have a crush on you guys, too. So nice. <laughs> yeah. So those are all the ways you can get in touch with us. You can also find our other podcast, Beer with Geeks, um, yeah, on Beer iTunes Geeks. or BeerWithGeeks.com. We it's drink beer. Time. We Tim talk about nerdy back. things. It's awesome. Yeah. That's right. We sit back and drink some beers and talk about nerdy stuff. It's fun. Um, but yeah, please find us on iTunes for Supergirl TV Talk and Beer with Geeks. Uh, if you like those shows, please uh, you know send, give us a, a quick rating. Five-star rating would be nice. Or, or write a review if you feel so inclined. Yeah. And uh, we'd appreciate on your it computer. Much. On your computer box yeah. or your mobile device. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll be back in a few weeks and we'll be talking about the 1984 Supergirl movie and any other news that pops up between now and then. Perfect. Well, it was very nice to talk to you again, Frank. Likewise, sir. Excellent. All right. Until next time. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, guys.